Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another reading of The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. We are on chapter number 17, and my Kindle says we are 80% through. So chapter 17 is equivalent to page 117. So we literally have only 31 more pages left. So if you're new, and I hope that I don't want to say I hope that you're not new, but I'm on chapter 17. So if you're new, literally stop and go back to chapter one because it will serve you no purpose to start at 17. So um, just a reminder, I am reading with uh, my own commentary. Chapter 17, how to use your subconscious mind for, I'm going to assume it says forgiveness, but my Kindle just conked out. So, excuse me, just a moment. Okay, let's try this again. Chapter 17, how to use your subconscious mind for forgiveness. Life plays no favorites. God is life. And this life principle is flowing through you this moment. God loves to express himself as harmony, peace, beauty, joy, and abundance through you. This is called the will of God or the tendency of life. If you set up resistance in your mind to the flow of life through you, this emotional congestion will will get snarled up in your subconscious mind and cause all kinds of negative conditions. God has nothing to do with unhappy or chaotic conditions in the world. All these conditions are brought about by man's negative and destructive thinking. Therefore, it is silly to blame God for your trouble or sickness. Many persons habitually set up mental resistance to the flow of life by accusing and and reproaching God for the sin, sickness, and suffering of mankind. Others cast the blame on God for their pains, aches, loss of loved ones, personal tragedies, and accidents. They are angry at God and they believe he is responsible for their misery. As long as people entertain such negative concepts about God, they will experience the automatic negative reactions from their subconscious minds. Actually, such people do not know that they are punishing themselves. They must see the truth, find release, and give up all condemnation, resentment, and anger against anyone or any power outside themselves. Otherwise, they cannot go forward into a healthy, happy, or creative activity. The minute these people entertain a God of love in their minds and hearts, and when they believe that God is their loving Father who watches over them, cares for them, guides them, sustains, and strengthens them, this concept and belief about God or the life principle will be accepted by their subconscious mind and they will find themselves blessed in countless ways. Life always forgives. 
Life forgives you when you cut your finger. The subconscious intelligence within you sets about immediately to repair it. New cells build bridges over the cut. Should you take some tainted food by error, life forgives you and causes you to regurgitate it in order to preserve you. If you burn your hand, the life principle reduces the edema and congestion and gives you new skin, tissue, and cells. Life holds no grudges against you, and it is always forgiving. Life brings you back to health, vitality, harmony, and peace if you cooperate by thinking in harmony with nature. Wow, that's, that's pretty deep that he terms it as life is forgiving. Because in my 20s, I always said life was against me. Like the very essence of life hated me. That is how I felt in my 20s. So to read this is 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 transformative. And I really wish that I had found this book in my 20s. My 20s would have been saved. And I would have been further along in life, you know, mentally had I, you know, had this concept or anything like this in my 20s. So if you're young in your 20s listening, get these words now because my 20s was horrible. (laughs) I didn't have social media. I didn't have anything to kind of search to find answers. I didn't have that. And while I always had my Bible, yes, I wasn't mentally able to connect with the words or take those words and apply them to myself. I really, I wasn't. And I know some of you are saying, well, if you couldn't do it to the Bible, why not? How could you have done it to this book? I don't know. I don't even know if I could have. But because I don't, because it wasn't available, I just, I just feel like it was a lost opportunity. And maybe it's a possibility that I could have. I don't know. Anyway, I really just stopped to say that I liked the, I liked the way he's terming everything with life holding no grudges against you. I I love that. Negative hurtful memories, bitterness, and ill will clutter up and impede the free flow of the life principle in you. How he banished that feeling of guilt. I knew a man who worked every night until about one o'clock in the morning. He paid no attention to his two boys or his wife. He was always too busy working hard. He thought people should pat him on the back because he was working so arduously and persistently past midnight every night. He had a blood pressure of over 200 and was full of guilt. How was he even walking? Unconsciously, he proceeded to punish himself by hard work and he completely ignored his children. A normal man does not do that. He is interested in his boys and in their development. He does not shut his wife out of his world. I explained to him why he was working so arduously. There is something eating you inside. Otherwise, you would not act this way. You are punishing yourself and you have to learn to forgive yourself. He did have a deep sense of guilt. It was toward a brother. I explained to him that God was not punishing him, but that he was punishing himself. For example, if you misuse the laws of life, you will suffer accordingly. 
If you put your hand on a naked charged wire, you will get burned. The forces of nature are not evil. It is your use of them that determines whether they have good or evil effect. Oh, that is deep. Hold on, let, let me underline that. Because that is... I'm, I'm going to read that again. The forces of nature are not evil. It is your use of them that determines whether they have a good or evil effect. Electricity is not evil. It depends on how you use it. Whether to burn down a structure or light up a home. The only sin is ignorance of the law. And the only punishment is the automatic reaction of man's misuse of the law. If you misuse the principle of chemistry, you may blow up the office or the factory. If you strike your hand on a board, you may cause your hand to bleed. The board is not for that purpose. Its purpose may be to lean upon or to support your feet. This man realized that God does not condemn or punish anyone and that all his suffering was due to the reaction of his subconscious mind to his own negative and destructive thinking. He had cheated his brother at one time and the brother had now passed on. Still, he was full of remorse and guilt. I asked him, would you cheat your brother now? He said, no. Did you feel you were justified at the time? He replied, his reply was yes, but you would not do it now. He added, no, I am helping others to know how to live. I added the following comment. You have a greater reason and understanding now. Forgiveness is to forgive yourself. Forgiveness is getting your thoughts in line with the divine law of harmony. Self-condemnation is called hell, bondage and restriction. Forgiveness is called heaven, harmony and peace. The burden of guilt and self-condemnation was lifted from his mind and he had a complete healing. The doctor tested his blood pressure and it had become normal. The explanation was the cure. A murderer learned to forgive himself. Oof. A man who had murdered his brother in Europe visited me many years ago. I don't know if I would have took that meeting. He was suffering from great mental anguish and torture, believing that God must punish him. He explained that his brother had been having an affair with his wife and that he had shot him on the spur of the moment. Oh my. This had happened about 15 years previous to his interview with me. In the meantime, this man had married an American girl and had been blessed with three lovely children. He was in a position where he had helped many people and he was a transformed man. My explanation to him was that physically and psychologically, he was not the same man who shot his brother. Since scientists inform us that every cell of our bodies changed after 11 months, moreover, mentally and spiritually, he was a new man. He was now full of love and goodwill for humanity. The old man was committed... I'm sorry, the old man who committed the crime 15 years before was mentally and spiritually dead. Actually, he was condemning an innocent man. This explanation had profound effect upon him and he said it was as if a great weight had been lifted from his mind. He realized the significance of the following truth in the Bible. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1, 18. 
Criticism cannot hurt you without your consent. A school teacher told me that one of her associates criticized a speech she had given, saying to her that she spoke too fast. She swallowed some of her words. She couldn't be heard. Her diction was poor and her speech ineffective. Wow, that, that's horrible. This teacher was furious and full of resentment toward her critic. She admitted to me that the criticisms were just. Her first reaction was really childish, and she agreed that the letter was really a blessing and a marvelous corrective. She proceeded immediately to supplement her deficiency in her speech by enrolling in a course in public speaking at City College. She wrote and thanked the writer of the note for her interest, expressing appreciation for her conclusions and findings, which enabled the teacher to to correct the matter at once. How to be compassionate. Suppose none of the things mentioned in the letter had been true of the teacher. The latter would have realized that her class material had upset the prejudices, superstitions, or narrow sectarian beliefs of the writer of the note, and that a psychologically ill person was simply pouring forth her resentment because a psychological boil had been hurt. To understand this fact is to be compassionate. The next logical step will be to pray for the other person's peace, harmony, and understanding. You cannot be hurt when you know that you are master of your thoughts, reactions, and emotions. Emotions follow thoughts, and you have the power to reject all thoughts which may disturb or upset you. So, this is one of the things that I definitely am learning. You are the master of your own thoughts. You have the power to direct the flow of your thoughts. And you have the power to not allow your thoughts to run rampant in your mind. That is something that not just that I'm learning, but trying to to practice not only in my waking state, but in my sleeping state. And I I think I told you guys a couple of episodes ago that one of the nights I want to say says, okay, last week I was asleep and I literally woke up and it was an errant thought in my mind, something very negative. And immediately I replaced it with the um, affirmation that I use. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I immediately played that on a loop because we have the power to change our thoughts. We have the power to not think those thoughts. And no matter how much um, we may want to go back to what feels comforting, I was going to say good, but it doesn't really feel good for us to think the negative thoughts. It feels comforting for us to think those thoughts. It is comforting when you are needing money or needing, I don't know, you know, to pay this or pay that to go back to thoughts that you thought served you in your negativity. It is comforting for that. So in your new belief, in your new assumptions that you are creating, it is now better for you to direct those thoughts to what you are trying to create in your life. 
So instead of continuing to wallow when you're angry and upset or pissed off, find affirmations that work for you. Find scriptures, find mantras, whatever it is that you need to tell yourself to to direct your thoughts elsewhere so that your new assumption, your new belief can be um, comforting to you instead of going back to those old beliefs that got you to the point that you are in your life right right now. So I'm going to read that again. You cannot be hurt when you know that you are the master of your thoughts, reactions, and emotions. Sorry, I'm going to underline that. Emotions follow thoughts, and you have the power to reject all thoughts which may disturb or upset you. Or as I would like to say, you have the power to reject all thoughts that do not serve you. And any thought that you have thought prior to changing your new assumption to what you want in life does not serve you. Left at the altar, altar. some years ago, I visited a church to perform a marriage ceremony. The young man did not appear, and at the end of two hours, the bride-to-be shed a few tears, and they said to me, I prayed for divine guidance. This might be the answer for he never faileth. That was her reaction. Faith in God and all things good. She had no bitterness in her heart because, as she said, it must not have been right action because my prayer was for right action for both of us. Someone else having a similar experience would have gone into a tantrum, have had an emotional fit, required sedation, and perhaps needed hospitalization. Tune in with the infinite intelligence within your subconscious depths, trusting the answer in the same way that you trusted your mother when she held you in her arms. This is how you can acquire poise and mental and emotional health. Health. It is... I mean, I I don't know what I would do if I was left at the altar, altar, but her reaction is what we should have every day, no matter what happens to us. What What I can say is, I believe that I am being led away from corporate America. That that is how I feel because it working and working as hard as I do work. It does not serve me to work this hard for someone else's dream when I'm just now finding my dream and putting, and it's not just now, I'm just now finding my dream. I am just now putting, I don't know, putting a picture to my dream. If if you understand what I'm saying, I have always known that I, part of me, um, desires to serve people. I am a good listener. I am a good advice giver. I am good at teaching. I am good at developing people. That is, those are what I think that I'm good at. But I know working in corporate America, it's not for me. I know this. I do it because I have bills to pay. <laughs> but I know that it does not serve me. And I can feel that I am being pushed into what it is that I want to do. In 2021, we have different ideas of what we can do with our lives. We don't have to just work corporate America. 
And with the with the addition of social media and so much technology, I can come to you not having to work for a radio station. I don't have to work for a radio station because of things like podcasts. I literally started my podcast for free. So now, when I started recording, what I have realized in these past few months, um, actually six months, it's six months this week that I have been doing this podcast. Um, So in the six months that I have done this, what I have come to realize is that this is my calling. And I knew it was my calling when I named myself the Gratitude Chick. But what I didn't know was how that calling was going to come about. I didn't know it. One of the things that I remember Steve Harvey saying is, find something that you love to do and figure out how to make money from it. So in these past couple years, I've been trying to find what it is that I love to do. I became the Gratitude Chick in 2020. I started a Facebook group that has grown to a couple thousand people. And, you know, my TikTok has grown to about 12,000 followers. So I am slowly but surely building a following. However, I didn't know what else to do. Like, I was stuck. Like, it has to be more than just TikTok and, you know, the Facebook group. Like, what, what else can I do? How can I make money from this? So I... I started trying to figure things out and do this and do that until finally I went back to a podcast I had started in February and just let it go because I didn't know what to talk about. But I went back to the podcast to do, um, because I wanted to do a um, scripting workshop or something in July. And I said, "Mm, maybe I'll do it on the podcast and just post it. And when I started recording and I started talking and I realized that I have an affinity for this and I could teach this way because even though YouTube is great, I am more of a radio person (laughs) because I would rather speak to you than hear you then for me to see I don't know I can't I don't want to be on film is what I'm trying to say I guess what I'm trying to articulate because I think that I can come over better when I don't have to worry about putting on making sure my hair is done uh putting on my makeup like because I don't have to worry about those things and all I can do is come and pour out my heart and pour into those who listen to me it has become a healing for me to do this podcast and because I've heard from so many people that are so happy to listen I know as of December I know that this is my calling this is all these things that I've been doing since 2020 to figure out what my calling is I've found my calling so I just thought I would call, you know, stop and say this. And it is part of, I think, my mental and emotional health. Because when I record, when I'm done, it 
has raised my vibration so much. It really has. And even when I listen back to some older recordings and I listen, even though it's my voice, I I listen as if I'm a listener and I am I'm still learning from myself as I speak, if you can understand what I'm saying. I really am <laughs> I really am rambling right now, but I am, you know, sometimes I get aha moments and things while I while I record. So I just thought I would tell you guys that so you can understand that why I continue to do the podcast. This is my calling and I do believe I am being led away from corporate America because this to me is how I can I can service people. And like I I've said before, I I don't want to charge people for this. Corporate companies, if you're out there and you want me to come speak, I I'm going to charge you. But <laughs> regular people who are just looking for answers, looking for help and find my podcast, I don't want to charge you. So anyway, let me get back to reading because I'll keep rambling for you guys. It is wrong to marry. Sex is evil and I am evil. Oh, that's what, no. Some time ago, I talked to a young lady age 22. Sheets was taught that it was a sin to dance, to play cards, to swim, and to go out with men. She was threatened by her mother who told her she would burn eternally in hell fire if she disobeyed her will and her religious teachings. So how did the mother have her if she couldn't have sex? I'm so confused. (laughs) This girl wore a black dress and black stockings. She wore no rouge, lipstick, or any form of makeup because her mother said that these things were sinful. Her mother told her that all men were evil and that sex was of the devil and simply diabolic debauchery. So how did she have sex to have her daughter if she said this? This girl had to learn how to forgive herself as she was full of guilt. To forgive means to give for. She had to give up all these false beliefs for the truths of life and a new estimate of herself. When she went out with young men in the office where she worked, she had a deep sense of guilt and thought that God would punish her. Several eligible young men proposed to her, but she said to me, it is wrong to marry. Sex is evil and I am evil. Wow. This was her conscious or early conditioning speaking. She came to me once weekly for about 10 weeks and I taught her the workings of the conscious and subconscious mind as set forth in this book. This young girl gradually came to see that she had been completely brainwashed, mesmerized, and conditioned by an ignorant, superstitious, bigoted, and frustrated mother. She broke away completely from her family and started to live a wonderful life. At my suggestion, she dressed up and had her hair attended to. She took lessons in dancing from a man, and she also took driving lessons. She learned to swim, play cards, and had a number of dates. She began to love life. She prayed for a divine companion by claiming that infinite spirit would attract to her a man who harmonized with her thoroughly. Eventually, this came to pass. As she left my office one evening, there was a man waiting to see me and I casually introduced them. They they are now married and harmonized with each other perfectly. Forgiveness is necessary for healing. 
And when ye stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any. Mark eleven twenty five. Forgiveness of others is essential to mental peace and radiant health. You must forgive everyone who has ever hurt you if you want perfect health and happiness. Forgive yourself by getting your thoughts in harmony with divine law and order. You cannot really forgive yourself completely until you have forgiven others first. To, for, to refuse to forgive yourself is nothing more or less than spiritual pride or ignorance. In the psychosomatic field of medicine today, it is being constantly stressed that resentment, condemnation of others, remorse, and hostility are behind a host of maladies ranging from arthritis to cardiac disease. Now, I don't think that is medicine in 2021. This is back then because all of the doctors that I've been to in the past couple years since um, you know, having surgery and stuff, not one has said anything like this to me. I don't know about you guys, but not one has said anything like this. But again, you know, medicine is big business. They point out that these sick people who were hurt, mistreated, deceived, or injured were full of resentment and hatred for those who hurt them. This caused inflamed and festering wounds in their subconscious mind. There is only one remedy. They have to cut out and discard their hurts. And the one and only sure way is by forgiveness. Forgiveness is love in action. The essential ingredient in the art of forgiveness is the willingness to forgive. If you sincerely desire to forgive the other, you are 51% over the hurdle. I feel sure you know that to forgive the other does not necessarily mean that you like that you like him or want to associate with him. You cannot be compelled to like someone, neither can a government legislate goodwill, love, peace, or tolerance. It is quite impossible to like people because someone in Washington issues an edict to that effect. We can, however, love people without liking them. The Bible says, love ye one another. This anyone can do who really wants to do it. Love means that you wish for the other health, happiness, peace, joy, and all the blessings of life. There is only one prerequisite, and that is sincerity. You are not being magnanimous when you forgive. You are really being selfish because what you wish for the other, you are actually wishing for yourself. The reason is that you are thinking it and you are feeling it as you think and feel, so are you. Could anything be simpler than that? Technique of Forgiveness the following is a simple method which works wonders in your life as you practice it. Quiet your mind, relax, and let go. Think of God and his love for you and then affirm, I fully and freely forgive whoever the person is. I release him mentally and spiritually. I completely forgive everything connected with the matter in question. I am free and he or she is free. It is a marvelous feeling. It is my day of general amnesty. I release anybody and everybody who has ever hurt me and I wish for every I wish for each and every one health, happiness, peace and all the blessings of life. I do this freely, joyously and lovingly and whenever I think of the person or persons who hurt me, I say I have released you and all the blessings of life are yours. I am free and you are free. It is wonderful. 
The great secret of true forgiveness is that once you have forgiven the person, it is unnecessary to repeat the prayer. Whenever the person comes to your mind or the particular hurt happens to enter your mind, wish the delinquent well and say, peace be to you. Do this as often as the thought enters your mind. You will find that after a few days, the thoughts of the person or experience will return less and less often until it fades into nothingness. The acid test for forgiveness. There is an acid test for gold. There is also an acid test for forgiveness. If I should tell you something wonderful about someone who has wronged you, cheated you, or defrauded you, and you sizzled at hearing the good news about this person, the roots of hatred would still be in your subconscious mind playing havoc with you. Let us suppose you had a painful abscess on your jaw a year ago and you told me about it. I would casually ask if you had any pain now. You would automatically say, of course not. I have a memory of it, but no pain. That is the whole story. You may have a memory of the incident, but no sting or hurt anymore. This is the acid test, and you must meet it psychologically and spiritually. Otherwise, you are simply deceiving yourself and not practicing the true art of forgiveness. To understand all is to forgive all. When man understands the creative law of his own mind, he ceases to blame other people and conditions for making or marring his life. He knows that his own thoughts and feelings create his destiny. Furthermore, he is aware that externals are not the causes and conditioners of his life and his experiences. To think that others can mar your happiness, that you are the football of a cruel fate, that you must oppose and fight others for a living, all these and others like them are untenable when you understand that thoughts are things. The Bible says the same thing. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. So I hope that you guys have learned some things on forgiveness. And I think what I am going to do is um, maybe do kind of a releasing ritual that I'll record for the I think it's the full moon that's coming up um on New Year's or around New Year's Eve so I'll I'll create something that has to do with forgiveness because I think um if we guys go through this year and even in 2020 um so many things that we did we did wrong we believed wrong you know um some of us gained weight and are pissed at ourselves and you know it's just a lot of things that happened in the past two years that I think that we need to do a releasing ritual for forgiveness so I think I'll use some of the things that we got in this chapter and do kind of a podcast for a releasing ritual so that uh you guys can possibly do that New Year's Eve because that's what I'm gonna do what whenever day the new moon is I think it's New Year's Eve but it's around there so I'll let you know um it'll probably post next week before Christmas so give you guys time to you know decide whether you're gonna do it or not anyway thank you guys so much for listening we are almost through guys we have three more chapters left so by the end of December we'll be done and although I said that um we are going to do 
the alchemist for the next book i am thinking i i don't know i don't know if we're gonna do the alchemist we'll see i haven't decided i i bumped into another book by neville goddard and i was thinking about doing that but maybe we need a break and just to listen to a story um instead of more of this so i might just do the alchemist next we'll see um thank you guys again for listening i appreciate your time thank you for taking the time to come and listen to me talk and 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 figure things out for myself as i talk to you guys i appreciate you so much don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life i promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude have a blessed day Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify. Shopify.